Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Action Action, the podcast that watches all of the action movies. All of them. Every one of them. Every single one. And uh, we create a list. We're ranking these movies as we go. You can check our list out on Letterboxd. Uh, I am Dustin, and I am joined by my co-host, James. You know it. <laughs> we are part of the BFOP network. Be sure you go on there, check out the other shows. I just appeared on Return, Revenge, Resurrection. Yeah, I'm about halfway through that episode. Nice. I got to listen to it myself. It's the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three episode, so check that out. And uh, yeah, this week we're gonna we're gonna talk about a little 1993 film called Cliffhanger, Sylvester Stallone Cliffhanger. joint. But uh, but before we get to that, you know, we gotta we gotta talk about what we've been watching. We gotta do a little sink or swim, seek or destroy. Mm-hmm. James, you got to hit me. What have you been watching? What have you been up to? All right. So um, continue on from uh, last last week. Um, I watched um, the sequel to They Call Me Trinity. I watched uh, Trinity is Still My Name. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, good. Not as good as the first one, but still good. Okay. Still recommend. Uh, then I watched uh, a little flick called uh, Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, wow. Been a, been a minute since I saw that. Um, such a fun movie. Co-starring one of the actors that we're going to talk about t- later on. Oh, that was a perfect tie-in. <laughs> Damn it. Wasted tie-ins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a fun movie. I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid. Yeah, I don't think I have either. So I'm just trying to rack my head of like what movie, because my kids... It's like I've opened Pandora's box, <laughs> and now I can like just start throwing all these movies. Right, right. Got to come up with some ideas. Uh, so, Harry and the Hendersons, enjoyable. Liked it. The kids liked it. It was just a good family fun movie. So, highly recommend that. Man, that was so popular that movie when it. When it was it came so out. popular. Yeah. No one talks about it. Yeah, you don't see it come up that often anymore. No. No. Uh, and then we watched a little movie called Hook. Oh, yeah. Again, starring an actor that is in the movie we're talking about today. The wife in Hook is one of the terrorists in this film. Really? Oh, shit. Yeah. Another wasted <laughs> Another tie-in. Wasted tie-in. <laughs> Damn it. Wasted tie-in. Okay. Uh, How did Hook go? Hook went well. My oldest wasn't too keen on it, but my youngest, who's nine, loved it. That's a movie that people like hate on, but I always liked Hook. I always thought it was fun. See, I always, I remember watching it a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. And I always thought like, I always thought it was a Disney movie, but it's not. No, yeah. Um, But I always just kind of lumped it in as like one of those family movies, right? Yeah. 
It is a family movie. Yeah, it is a family movie. But just like one of those movies that no one in our family picked, mm. but it's just like it's one just that there. we all yeah. watched. Yeah. I'm kind of meh on Hook. Um, it's kind. It's kind of weird because like watching it with the kids, um, they haven't seen Peter Pan. Oh, okay. That so it's weird. Then. So they're like, "What, what is, is going on?" <laughs> and then I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, here. So this is what this person is, and this is who this person is. So now we're gonna have to watch Peter Pan, right? Yeah. Um, but I, for whatever, I'm so I'm so dumb because for whatever reason, I just never thought. They've seen Peter Pan. They know what that. Peter Pan is. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I never really thought that. Like, I knew that in, in Hook, uh, that Robin Williams is Peter Pan. Yeah. But I never really. I don't know. It didn't like. It, it didn't really. It's one of those weird things because most kids, at least from the previous generations, would have seen the Disney Peter Pan cartoon before they saw Hook. Yeah, right? exactly. And you just kind of are not thinking about that, like. They have that knowledge in their head somehow, but they don't if they haven't. Yeah, exactly. So my kids didn't. So they didn't know what they were like. What? What's happening? I had a novelization of Hook (laughs) that I remember reading when I was. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Before you watched the movie? No, no. I think after. Oh, after. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, So I mean, yeah. I guess seek. Why not? Yeah, I think it's fun. I don't know. I love. I think Dustin Hoffman is super fun. As so, here's the funny thing. I'm like, who the fuck is Hook? <laughs> okay. I look it up. I find out it's him, Dustin Hoffman. And I'm like... Somebody stop me, Smee. Somebody stop me. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't see it. Yeah. I can't see it. Yeah. Right? And then I'm watching, I'm watching, and I was like, okay, there I can see that it's... that I can see it's him. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, he turns back into Hook, and I'm like... It's just Hook. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's great. he does such an amazing job. He's so good. Uh, Bob Hoskins and Smee and stuff. Yeah, yeah the, the funny thing is, is I heard um, that they played those characters as a gay couple. Like, oh, yeah. That's how they were trying to play it. You could see that. I could see that. And when they were filming... They were going a little too far. Oh yeah. So they had they were <laughs> told to, to scale it back. To scale it back. But funny. it's funny watching it now yeah. and like thinking that it's like I'm yeah. Gonna to, I'm I, gonna I have could, to watch that next time I see it. I'll have to watch it with that. Yeah, it's actually funny to watch it now, thinking like knowing that. So, uh, and then we went to a um, John would hate this, but. Um, the police had a community policing event. <laughs> oh my God, James. <laughs> where they're trying to like brainwash children. <laughs> it's a good thing he isn't here. And, uh, you know, to they're like, yeah, come to a free movie event. Mm. Movie in the park, right? Police Academy. <laughs> police Academy. <laughs> that'll, make, that'll get them to sign up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a fucking uh, a recruitment campaign going on. Um, yeah, where like my kids got to like sit in the back of a cop car and things like that, and they're like, "Wow, this is fun." I'm like, "This would not be fun. This would not be fun." Let me tell you, this guy would beat the shit out of you with his nightstick. <laughs> He'd turn his, his camera off first. <laughs> uh, you know what? It was a it was a great th- um, thing that they put together. They had like a, a movie night in the park. They played the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh yeah. 
so it was good. There was lots of people there. Um, quite enjoyable to just sit in the park uh, on some lawn chairs and blankets and watch the Mario movie. So I forgot how, like, uh, I remember watching that movie in the theater because it was not that long ago. But um, that's a fun movie. Like, it's yeah, not, it's fun. It's not, like, great, but it's not, like, it's actually fun. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Visually super fun and just I don't know it's just, it's just goofy quirky yeah and if you anyone played the games from any generation I think they can enjoy it yeah yeah so seek I don't have a lot of destroy but um, then I watched 1969 Sabata oh okay yeah another uh, have you ever seen that um, have I seen Sabata which is that with Lee Van Cleef? Yeah. Yes, I have seen that one. Okay. There's a few sequels I haven't watched. Yeah, there's a few sequels I haven't watched. Uh, I thought it was okay. I is that one he has like that pistol that has like a whole bunch of yeah. barrels on it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He has like a pistol, but then in like the butt end of the gun, it a flap opens and yeah. there's like more pistol. Yeah, there's like, like a bunch <laughs> of barrels. Yeah, yeah, a bunch <laughs> of barrels in it. It's like some tricksy stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was pretty good for a western. Um, I would recommend it. I mean, I gave it three stars out of five. So. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I think there's a few other Lee Van Cleef ones that I like a lot more. I'll have to like give you give you some to, to check out. Maybe okay. hopefully they're on Tubi. Perfect. Uh, and then for whatever reason, you know, like I was on vacation for a week and a half or so, and so I don't know what it was, but like the day before going back to work, I'm like, okay, I got to get in a routine. I'm gonna go to bed early, and then of course I can't fucking sleep. <laughs> Right. So I'm up to like one in the morning. Anyways, I, I looked at my list of movies I had and, uh, American Sniper is, oh, yeah. is on Netflix. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just watch American Sniper. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Bradley Cooper. Never seen it. I know like it won a bunch of awards, I think when. I think it won some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When it came out. So I watched it and I'm like, okay, like this is like you know well done and like it it definitely portrays like how fucked up war is and the shit it does to you like mentally and and all this and you know so the movie ends and it's directed by uh clint eastwood mm-hmm. and i'm like didn't fucking know that <laughs> and i'm like that's a pretty good movie that I mean, he directed he, he directed a lot of good movies <laughs> yeah he's directed a lot of good movies um it's funny because it doesn't really come across like a right wing fucking movie, right? I know I'm not saying he, the movies he makes, mm-hmm. come across that way. It just kind some of, you kind of expect it. Sometimes you, I guess you just it's hard to separate their political yeah, they, views right, from yeah. the things that they make. But I thought it was well done and definitely recommend it. Yeah, I remember there was a lot of chatter when that movie came out about, oh, it's Eastwood. And I guess the guy who, the real guy that it was based on, he wrote a book. And there was a lot of questions about the truthfulness of his book and stuff. So then people made it into a bit of a political thing when it was released. Yeah, and then I heard, like, you know, apparently the guy in real life was an asshole and all all this stuff. And I'm like... Whatever. It's a movie. (laughs) Whatever. Like, yeah, Hollywood's going to be all Hollywood. So Of course. Yeah. Whatever. You just kind of expect that. So, um, but I thought it was a good, um, like war movie that talks about like mental health and reasons why 
they're at war and yeah. you know is it right or is it wrong you know it just kind of tackles with those tries to deal with those issues so i recommend it so i didn't really watch any duds this week well nicely done <laughs> so somehow i pulled that off i think i might have a few duds in here we'll see i got a i got a few i'm going to i'm going to try to narrow this down and not do 8 million movies cuz it's been like a couple weeks since we recorded so i watched a lot of stuff in the in the meantime are you uh are you pre-watching for october i've done a little of that yeah but <laughs> okay. but before we get into that i uh i started with a uh Oteschi triple feature italian like euro crime a triple feature triple feature i watched uh the tough ones an umberto lenzi movie i watched the heroin busters and day of the cobra which are both directed by enzo g castellari uh these are all fun all fun movies in a row the tough ones um was probably my least favorite out of these I think the heroin busters I would like maybe for us to do on the show at some point because it actually had a lot of action nice. and the action for these Euro crime you know you get some car chases and stuff usually and of course shootouts and whatnot but yeah but this one kind of upped the ante a bit in terms of the action set pieces it went it went a little bigger than these movies usually do so uh, maybe we'll do that down the road on the show at some point but yeah I enjoyed all three of those movies uh, just fun trashy <laughs> there's yeah. a scene in Day of the Cobra where uh, Franco Nero's character has to fight a um, uh, like a transvestite uh, club the dancer lady that uh, turns out to actually be a guy and like does kung fu and beats him up in a club. <laughs> okay, it's pretty awesome, <laughs> pretty entertaining. Uh, on my birthday, I went and saw the Barbie movie finally. Oh, nice! And I couldn't believe it. The theater was pretty full still. Really, the movie's been out for so long at this point. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, but it was fun. It's weird fucking movie, really funny. Uh, I really enjoyed it. The, just this, just on the level of the sets and the costumes and the shit that went into it on that yeah. level, um, got to respect it. Uh, but I, I thought it was fun. I, nice. I, I liked it. Um, Did you go with your dad? No, I went with uh, Gene and another oh, friend okay. of ours. Nice. Uh, and then I watched, and here's a sink for you. I watched Meg Two: The Trench. Oh, Meg Two. <laughs> You know, it's funny. Okay, so Meg 2, I watched the first one. Dog shit. Yeah. And I keep... I, I want to like these movies. Yeah, so do I. But I, I kept seeing Meg 2, Meg 2, and I'm like, no fucking interest <laughs> yeah. in watching it. So Yeah, it, I'd say it's probably slightly better than the first one. Oh, um, now I have to watch it. It's, <laughs> yeah, I mean... The problem, and there is fun stuff in the movie. Like there are some moments and some scenes where you're like, "Yes, that's what these movies should be." Right. But there's so much bullshit with the human characters and the drama. It's like the same as like these American Godzilla movies, where they spend like, you know, half or more of the movie just dealing with the the human character drama. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, nobody. I want to see giant sharks eating people or getting killed. I don't want to see any of this other crap. Yeah. So I don't know why they keep doing this in these movies. So yeah, I can't I can't recommend it. Uh, there is like I said there is some fun bits, but they're they're few and far between, I thought. Yeah, like I don't understand like uh, you know, shouldn't a producer be like, "Listen, nobody wants to hear the talkie talk. They want <laughs> fucking they death. Want shark action." Yeah. Like and this one has three sharks. So it's, but somehow like 
they're, they're even less in the movie than the, well, the one shark in the first movie was. I, I don't know. Okay. I don't get Fuck. it. Uh, then I went and I rewatched a movie I hadn't seen since I was a kid called Thrashin'. Thrashing. Skateboard movie with Josh uh, Brolin. I've as never the seen it. Really? Yeah, and of course he goes up against evil gang of skateboarders. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it's it's fun, man. Like, and it's one of those movies that ends with a downhill skateboarding race. Okay. To, you know, to who's gonna who's gonna win for their crowd, kind of thing. Um, yeah, it, it, it's fun. I liked it. It's cheesy, but nice. it's a good time. Watched the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Oh, yeah. I want to watch that. This was fun. This, really? Yeah, okay, I had perfect. fun with this. Perfect. This is great. Um, you know, we were talking about that animation stuff yeah. from the Spider-Man movie. So they've done that same sort of thing where you take the CG and you overlap it with uh, actual animation. Um, but they but they didn't copy the look of Spider-Man. It oh, has its okay. own look. That's cool. Like, it's definitely a different thing going on so it's the same same technique but like they've done a different style so that they're not just like hey let's just do what they're doing yeah um it's funny it's got some really fun action in it it's got great villains great voice work uh i don't know i think it's best ninja turtles movie at least since the the old ones like best ninja turtles thing i've seen since the back in the day but like it bombed didn't it it didn't do very well, yeah, which is a bummer. Hopefully, it'll do well on like rentals. Bummer, and, dude. Yeah, bummer, dude. Not not gnarly. Um, <laughs> not gnarly. <laughs> hopefully, it'll do well, like video on demand and like. Hopefully, I mean, I'm I'm definitely gonna watch it because it ends on a, like a, a cliffhanger, setting up for a second one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I tried. I. You know, we have some movie passes. I'm like, hey, kids, like, let's go see Ninja Turtles. And I'm like, oh, dad. <laughs> no, dad's trying to force us to watch Ninja Turtles. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I've lost them. Yeah. I should have just been like, I don't want to watch it. Yeah. If you guys want to go watch it, I'm not going. I'm not going. <laughs> Use some reverse psychology on it. Yeah. Them. Well, maybe you'll see it once it comes out uh, digitally. You can. Oh, I'm picking it for my week. For we, your movie. We, we, we oh, take, we take turns. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Nice. We, we are. We have to force everyone to watch. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I watched the John Waters movie Cry Baby, another one I hadn't seen since I was a teenager. With John Johnny Depp. Yeah, Cry Baby. <laughs> it's so fun. It's like and this, Hatchet Face. Yeah, Hatchet Face. It's like a fifties musical, like Grease, except you know it's a John Waters, so it's all weird. Oh the man, characters are weird. I I find that movie hilarious. It is so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> like there's the 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 squares and uh, yeah. know, versus the the weirdos and stuff. And he's like uh, saving his tears. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. uh it's it's a lot of fun. Um I got to watch more John Waters movies cuz some of his classic things I still haven't even seen. I've seen I've seen some of his movies, but like I've seen Serial Mom and Pecker and stuff like that, but uh like I still haven't watched Pink Flamingos. I got to watch that. Uh, last thing. Oh, a couple things actually. I did start doing some horror. Mm-hmm. I got a little itchy. Yeah, we're in September. Right. Uh, I watched uh, Sleepaway Camp two and three. Uh, two I'd seen before, mm-hmm. and I didn't like it the first time I saw it. I think because the first Sleepaway Camp is one of my favorite, uh, you know, like slasher movies, and has such a weird transgressive ending. Um, fucked me up. I saw it as a kid. <laughs> oh. um, Six year old Dustin. <laughs> maybe not quite that young, but 
maybe like 10 year old or something. Um, the second one is like the second and third one are like comedies basically. Right. Um, so when I first saw the second one, I was like, what? Eh, it's disappointing. Um, but watching it again, it's, it's actually really entertaining. You just have to be sort of know that it's not going to be like the first movie. Right. Uh, and the third, and then the third one, they, they filmed back to back with the second one, I guess they have the same actress playing the Angela character in both of them. Um, it's not as good as the second one, but it's still like a decent watch. Um, yeah, so I'm, g- I'm getting in that horror mood. I'm, I'm, I think mm-hmm. I'm about to start to... September, I usually try to watch like like some thrillers and like horror-adjacent kind of things. Yeah. It's like the preliminaries. <laughs> but I'll probably watch some actual horror too, I'm sure. Um, last thing I watched. And this was actually not bad. I mean, I didn't think it was great, but I went and saw The Equalizer 3. Okay. The, the Denzel. Yeah, I'm interested because I like the Equalizer movies. Yeah, I really liked the first one. Yeah. Second one, I ought to be honest, I don't remember anything that happened in it. Neither do I. Um, but this one was decent. Um, it's not amazing, but it's solid. Uh, good locations. He's, this one takes place in Italy. Um, Italy, okay. Yeah. And I don't know. It, this It's funny, like you're watching it and... The way that they do this, it's almost like a slasher movie, except that the killer is the good guy. Like <laughs> the killer is Denzel Washington. That's funny. And you and you want him to do these killings, right? Like, uh, I mean, I guess sometimes you cheer for the slasher in a in a slasher movie if there's like these dumb teen characters and you're like you just want to see them get killed in different yeah. ways. But yeah, there's something like very creepy and ominous about the way they do his his murders in the movie. Um, and there's some good action, some pretty brutal stuff actually in it. Uh, Antoine Fuqua directed it So you know He's got a handle on things But uh, I didn't know Do- Dakota Fanning was in it As a supporting character That was interesting Oh interesting Yeah um, So yeah I liked it I don't think it's It's not amazing But it's a solid Three out of five Kind of movie Okay So it's like a Mindless popcorn Yeah definitely Movie yeah. I was also worried Because I thought I had read That it was like um, Two and a half hours When I went to it And I was like Oh shit Another long movie But it was only like an hour and maybe 40 minutes oh, okay. tops. So I was yeah. like, oh, okay, it's over. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'm in and out. I enjoyed it. It's nice. fine. <laughs> yeah, so that's it for me. So let's get into this week's film. Let's hear a trailer. Please, please I don't want it to die. Let me fall. <laughs> Matheson has been transferred from the Denver office to Frisco, and as a professional courtesy between offices, I was asked if he could hitch a ride. Got plenty of room. Be glad to accommodate you. Bruce got an emergency call. Five climbers just ran off Combe Bluff. I haven't climbed in months. You just lose the feel. Maybe you mean the nerve. Where's the helicopter? What the hell's going on? What are your names? Tucker and Walker. Well, Tucker and Walker, we're missing three bags. What's in them? None of your fucking business! Fudge! All right, Cliffhanger in 1993, directed by our buddy Rennie Harlan. I think this is our fourth Rennie Harlan movie we've done on the show. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, John Lithgow, Michael Rooker, Janine Turner... Rex Lynn, among others. Um, oh, our buddy Gregory Scott Cummins shows up in this from Action USA. He's one of the bad guys, one of the henchmen. 
Oh, really? I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think he had too much screen time, but yeah. So Rennie Harlan, we knew we'd done Die Hard 2, uh, Deep Blue Sea, and Long Kiss Goodnight. He did all those movies. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I just felt like uh, it's time for uh, it's time for another big budget sort of uh, action movie in our lives. We've been doing some spaghetti westerns, some samurai movies, some stuff like that. So uh, I don't know. Felt like this was the the right time for something like this. And have you seen uh, Cliffhanger before, I've James? I've seen it once before. It's funny that you say big budget action movie. I just never think of this movie as a big budget. I think it was pretty expensive. It was, <laughs> but I never think of it as like, uh, yeah, that great. The, the one thing when someone mentions cliffhanger, I instantly think of Ace Ventura two, when nature calls, <laughs> he, he redoes the scene right. with the raccoon yeah. and that's why he ends up in the temple. Right. <laughs> I forgot about that. So that's what I think of. I immediately think of Ace Ventura 2 when nature calls. Well, I mean, that's fair. That's a classic. Um, so I think he kind of did it better. But <laughs> he, won up, he won up them. Um, yeah, I just, I honestly don't, I, th- I think I remembered the plot line, something to do with money and cases and on a cliff. Well, but you remembered like, more than me because like, the last time I saw this was when it came out on video, I think, and I rented it. Okay. Um, and I don't think I was that big of a fan at the time. And I think I liked it a lot more watching it now. Um, I remember not really liking it. Yeah. When, yeah. I mean, I have no idea when I watched it, right? It, it definitely wouldn't have been when it came out on video. It would have been probably when I was 20. Right. Yeah. Right. So I was like, where the fuck's Seagal? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Get this guy out of here. <laughs> so, and I've always hated Stallone. Yeah. Like I've never liked him. Like I and I never watched any of the Rambo movies until the until podcast. We started doing the podcast, yeah. Right. So I never watched any of his movies. Right. Um and there's so many of his movies that I still haven't watched. So Well, we'll fix that. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, though. I was never a big Stallone guy either. Like, I liked... I mean, who who is? Well, obviously, he had a lot of fans. He he was a huge deal. I've never met one. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, The Rambo movies were obviously massive. Yeah, the Rambo movies. Um, The Rocky movies, of course, as well. But, yeah, I just never really got into him. Like, I did like Rambo, the first couple anyway. Um, But I wasn't like... And I, I, the thing is, I still kept seeing all his movies. I think just because I wanted to watch action movies. So, yeah. And he was in a bunch of the most, you know, famous and giant action movies of the 80s and even into the 90s, right? So um, I'd keep watching his movies even though I wasn't in love with him at all. Well, what's weird is... Whereas um, I was in love with Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, like Stallone, uh, Chuck Norris. Never, like, I never watched any other movies. Um, I remember watching, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, Yeah, <laughs> but, um, but that's probably because one of the channels, one of the three channels we got probably had Walker, Texas right. Ranger on it. Yeah. Right. Um, but just never really interested cause you tell your, your kids that. Well, when I was young, we had three channels. <laughs> They're like, Oh fuck. You here we go. Stream shit 24 seven. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, don't even get me started on that, okay, Dustin? 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. Stallone. No, no. Honestly, when I, when I was younger, I didn't even really like action movies. Yeah. You know, I, I grew up with Disney, Disney movies. Yeah. It was always a wonderful world of Disney on Sunday nights. Well, I used to watch that too. And uh, all like my aunts and uncles. Um, well, my uncle, we would always go to his house. It was the fucking best. My, he didn't make you watch Harley Davidson and the Mar- Marlboro Man? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But uh, John and I would go to my uncle's house and we would have Pepsi we would have uh, like regular like Ruffles chips with dip, and we would watch either cops <laughs> or we would watch wrestling. Nice. It was the fucking best time ever. <laughs> um, so that and real Pepsi, none of that, yeah. off, none of that off-brand fucking bullshit. real Pepsi. It was like the only place we would get real Pepsi because my dad was like a Coke fan. Oh, okay. Right. So we would have Pepsi. Oh, so Pepsi was a big deal. Uh, so it was a big deal. Um, memories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, my like aunt, she was like really big into like Disney. So we, we watched a lot of Disney. My parents would allow us to rent Disney, you Mm -hmm. know, we weren't really allowed to rent movies that could be (laughs) violent. Right. Let's say you missed out. I (laughs) I definitely missed out. Uh, so we, anyway, so despite not being the biggest Stallone fan, we've done a bunch of fun movies of his. Like first blood obviously is a great movie. Yeah, Cobra's a ton of fun. <laughs> Cobra, yes, come on, it is fun. Give it up for Cobra. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Demolition Man is actually pretty fun. I mean, it's it's got a lot of stupid shit in it, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I didn't really remember much about this. Obviously, I remembered it's Stallone on a mountain fighting bad guys, but that's it. Uh, so I forgot the actual specific plot of John Lithgow. Well, let me let me read the synopsis so we so we get this done right here. Uh, a year after losing his friend in a his his friend, a year after losing his friend in a tragic four thousand foot fall, former ranger Gabe Walker and his partner Hal are called to return to the same peak to rescue a group of stranded climbers, only to learn the climbers are actually thieving hijackers who are looking for boxes full of money. They're not boxes. <laughs> yeah, they're cases. They're suitcases. And friend, I guess friend. There's friend like friend of a friend. There's like an interaction <laughs> where they're like friendly <laughs> couple friends i guess i don't know yeah except yeah anyway it's so yeah it, it starts out with there's a rescue mission happening stallone is climbing under the rock free solo style uh and we find michael rooker's character and his girlfriend are sitting on top of a peak michael rooker is also like one of the rescue team people but he hurt his leg his girlfriend is unexperienced inexperienced climber and uh they've got to like string a line to the helicopter and get get them off of this peak and of course michael rooker goes and he's fine and then she goes and her strap comes undone and she's hanging and stallone's got to go out and try to rescue her or does he got to go out there michael rooker thinks no that's a bad idea just leave her hanging there by that strap i don't know what he (laughs) thought was going to happen if if uh stallone didn't do something but I I don't know. It it's like the dumbest, <laughs> yeah. the dumbest opening. <laughs> I mean, scene. it's dramatic. But. It's dramatic, but it's like, I just thought, like, couldn't they just like tie a rope and go down there? Like, why do they have to go across 
a line. Because you need to have this dramatic I guess. fall. I guess. I mean, you got to set the stakes right from the beginning, right? If you fall from here, you're you're falling a you're long ways. You're fucking done, bud. Long ways. Yeah. Um, Apparently, they had to, um, I read in the trivia, that you have to, or they had to um, alter the harness so that it would fail. Right. Cause it's and they wanted, they actually made, a, there's a thing at the end of the movie where it states that they altered the harness. Right. Well, you wouldn't want the makers of this product to sue you, right? Yeah, exactly. Our stuff doesn't do that shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so Stone tries to save her, doesn't work out. She falls to her death. And, and of course now we fast forward, uh, to several months later, Stallone, I guess, left town and his girlfriend who was the helicopter. Oh no, she doesn't fly the helicopter. She just, yeah, she does though. She does. Okay. She was flying the helicopter. Yeah, she was in that scene. Right. And then the older guy, Mike or whatever. He's just kind of there. But then later, he's the one flying the helicopter. I guess they all can do it. I don't know. They all fly helicopters. Um, he took off because he couldn't deal with this and uh, just left yeah, her he, there. He went to Utah. <laughs> yeah, to work. To work. And just left her behind. Didn't say anything. Um, then he just shows up to be like... Which is hilarious. You should come with me. Like, where the fuck have you been? Well, I thought Stallone's character was kind of funny in this movie because he's not like the typical Stallone character, really... Like he starts out as kind of a kind of wimpy in a way, like in a like. Well, I mean, it's pretty accurate. He shows no emotion <laughs> throughout this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, his character is weird. He's supposed to be like, oh, I couldn't deal with this, so I took off. Like he's kind of, kind of a bit of a loser at the beginning, right? Like a guy that leaves his significant other behind without saying anything because he's emotionally and he's he's taking all the blame on himself for what happened to this girl which is dumb because it doesn't make any sense well he's he's troubled right like he obviously well he needs to be troubled about going back up on the mountain right? yeah and like he's dealing with his demons and you know blah 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 yeah (laughs) um but then uh so then they get a call while he's still around oh these people uh, are stuck on the mountain. We need you to go up and help Hal. His, now Hal hates him because Hal's girlfriend fell to her death and he blames Stallone. Okay, so Hal, like Michael Rooker, he's awesome. Oh, yeah, he's great. Like he His is, character is, is actually really good. He's right? acting the shit out of it. Yeah. There's so much emotion. Like He is fantastic. And there, I, I feel like they didn't necessarily go the, the way you they always would in a movie like this with his character. Like... Yeah, he would he like double would just, cross. He would double cross him, or or at least he would like hate him and undermine him continually throughout the movie. Stallone's character, but he doesn't do that. He's like tries to save him multiple times and is like warning him of danger and like he he's very angry and resentful towards him. But he's still like, but that's like the right thing to do is to still help him in this situation. Yeah, they didn't do that movie trope where he actually was in on it with these Which guys. Which I definitely thought they were That's what I that. thought at the beginning. Yeah. I thought, oh yeah, he's like so in much. on it, right? Yeah. But no, that's not it at all. No, he's like a stand-up dude in this movie, which is cool. Um, I'm glad they didn't go that way because so, we we've seen that a thousand times. So this movie actually is about friendship. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> deep down. It really is. <laughs> And hanging off of cliffs. And hanging off of cliffs. Um, meanwhile, we've seen there's this weird treasury department thing, or I don't know who it was, the, the mint of some kind. They're, yeah. they're getting rid of these like 
thousand dollar bills out of circulation and they do that instead of going in an armored truck they do it by plane because uh, no one can heist do a heist in the air right or can they <laughs> or can they <laughs> <laughs> turns out we've got uh, an fbi agent or whatever he who's is. hitching a ride yeah he's hitching a ride and you think he's going to be the bad guy uh they did a nice little reversal there actually yeah um, and then it's like the guy who's actually in charge of moving the money that is the bad guy. He's working with the bad guys. That guy's an awesome bad guy. Yeah, he was good. He's in tons of movies too. Uh, Rex Lynn playing Richard Travers in this. I mean, he's been in so many movies, but he's always a, a background guy. He had a bit of a bigger role here. Yeah. Um, and so then they do this thing like plane to plane heist where they're supposed to do a zip line from one plane's door to the other one. Yeah. Uh, and of course the agent guy was still alive from being shot and he gets up and he like, he actually really fucks them up. Like he shoots in the yeah. plane, kills one of the pilots. He like, well, he causes the plane, causes crash. the plane to crash. Yeah. And then he like, they've set a bomb meanwhile that was supposed to blow up the plane after they got the money off, but it, it blows up and sends the, the suitcases full of cash down below onto the mountains. So yeah, they make an emergency landing and now they've called the rescue services cause they're going to use them to to track the money down right yeah so the craziest thing about that um that plane to plane transfer apparently that stunt um where the guy goes on the um on the line yeah is like guinness book of world records most expensive I read that, yeah. right the guy was paid a million dollars out of stallone's end out of stallone yes yeah, stallone pick, took a pay cut to cover the cost. You can't say he doesn't want the movie to be good. The guy did it with no safety yeah. uh, wires or anything, um, which it's is pretty nuts. crazy. They weren't allowed to do it in Europe yeah, because most of the movies filmed in Europe. They had to come back to America just to film that because yeah. in America, fuck yeah. Exactly. Let's go. Italy's like, uh, no. No. <laughs> Hell no. That's very dangerous. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a crazy stunt when you know that in retrospect. So the stuntman, uh, Simon Crane, is his name. So shout out to that guy. Fuck. Yeah, that, that's and crazy. shout out to everyone that did like the stunt work on this yeah, movie. Yeah, the stunts are like, crazy. The climbing, the people that did the climbing, you know, stunt doubles and stuff. Um, it's crazy work being done here for sure in that regard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then, of course, Stallone's girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, whatever she is at this point, basically, you know, makes him feel like a piece of shit. For yeah. not, he's going to leave again. He's just like, oh, I didn't come here for that. <laughs> I came here to try to, like, get you to come with me. Yeah, well, he says some bullshit line, like, he hasn't climbed in six months or whatever. Yeah, you lose it. You, you, you lose it. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Uh, I like that she's basically like, all right, fuck off then, you pussy yeah. kind of thing. Fucking pound sand, <laughs> <So> bud. <laughs> Kick rocks. Yeah. Push, Push chain. chain. <laughs> Push chain. <laughs> so he's uh, cowed and he goes into doing it and uh, meets up with Hal. They get an argument, of course. And uh, But then they, they come upon the guys very like weirdly suddenly the way that scene is shot i i love that hal's climbing the mountain and then they're still alone right yeah he's just there he's already. just fucking there and like and then <laughs> they have their little there. tiff what's stallone's name in this gabe something gabe walker gabe yeah hal tucker 
Hal and Gabe. Um, so they come on John Lithgow's group. John Lithgow, by the way. Oh, man, he's so good. <laughs> Eric Quaylen. Uh, this is the same year as Ricochet, I think. So two two you know what's performances funny? in a year. You know what's funny is watching this and watching his performance, I feel like it's like he's on the set of Ricochet still. Yeah, <laughs> except he's British now. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's so awesome. He's so fun. I mean, his accent is fucking terrible, but that's kind of part of the fun. Yeah, of it, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? He's chewing scenery in this, for sure. Um, he's a last minute replacement too. Did you read that? He was, uh, it was supposed to be Christopher Walken. Oh yeah. Christopher Walken. And Walken like, I guess left the project with like very little window and, uh, yeah. they brought in Lithgow. I, I don't know if I can do a Walken or. They probably impression. called him up, Lithgow up and he was like, oh yeah, sure. I just did this ricochet thing. I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'm sure, still whatever. in vil- villain mode. Sure. <laughs> um, and then we have, um, Caroline Goodall is the pilot. I think she's the best henchman in this. She's the wife, the wife from Hook. Oh yeah, okay. Um, all the yeah. other henchmen are kind of like, I don't know. They have their own little. They have thing. their own little quirks. There's the British guy who's a soccer player, uh, <laughs> which is so stupid. There's the there's Kinnett played by Leon. He's just Leon, no last name. Yeah. Uh, he has a fun scene. Um, who else? Well, there's the FBI guy, of course, or whatever he is. Not FBI, uh, Treasury guy or whatever. Um, there's a couple others. There's like the long hair guy, and there's and there's our buddy from uh, Action USA as well. But he dies pretty soon. Um, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, he didn't get enough screen time. Um, but she's really awesome. She's like she's smart. She thinks on her feet in the movie. She makes like really quick decisions. She like she does like some improvisational things to help them the you know the squad like, yeah uh telling them that we they need diabetes medication and stuff to get them the emergency people to come up and all that stuff um but of course later on she's unceremoniously yeah killed by john lithgow at well, some what you point. do for love yeah sacrifice uh <laughs> <laughs> um, i was like oh man that sucks because she was she was really good up till then i guess it's supposed to be like see look how brutal Quaylen is he's such a brutal villain um that he would even just <laughs> blow her away well he doesn't care he doesn't give a shit he wants his money i want my goddamn money yeah <laughs> uh i like that he went, once they start looking for the cases which they have like a fucking transponder or whatever yeah thing that tells them the location and like okay this one's on this peak this one's over here and this um they take the whole group and they're all on a line together on the cliff side. I thought uh, it was hilarious. I know. It, it's when you start to think, like if you stop and think about the practicality of like, all of this. These are just like henchmen. Like they don't know how to fucking climb a mountain. Also, okay. So the one when they, they come to the first case and yeah. then they get gay. Stallone's got to go yeah, up. Yeah. He's got to go up and they tie a rope to his foot. Yeah. And they tie a rope to the other guy. And then... You know, Stallone's up there, and they start reefing on this rope. Well, because well, because uh, Lithgow says we don't need two guides. When he comes back down with the case, yeah. kill him. And so then Michael Rooker, good guy Hal, he's like, "Hey, they're gonna kill you. Don't come back." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, which is pretty ballsy for of him to do because they yeah. might just kill him, right? Um, yeah. So sorry, go on. Yeah. So they they just start reefing on him. Yeah. And. I'm thinking, okay, like, what's the thought pattern here? So if they're successful yeah, <laughs> on getting him, pulling off, him off, he doesn't the have one the case. guy's dead. The other guy's dead, but also 
they still haven't gotten the case which they needed to send him up there to no, get. No, I know, but the the guy that has the rope tied <laughs> yeah, around him, yeah. like he's not thinking. <laughs> if that guy comes, what do you think's gonna if he happen? He falls past me. He's gonna pull me down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because they start once he yells at him to like warn him, then they're like shoot him, and so they just open up, starting shooting the machine gun up. Yeah, up the cliff and they have a bit of an avalanche yeah they create an avalanche which takes the one guy out he goes falling screaming into the chasm um and still manages to like hack off the rope but he also throws the case out with the money he's he's already busted it open to see what's in there sees all the these money. are really easy to bust open Apparently, by the way yeah <laughs> with a rock uh and they're like supposed to be some high-tech thing and then he just he just hucks it off the cliff and I was like, I kind of like that each time he gets a hold of some of the money, he doesn't like really, I mean, he kind of tries to bargain with it a couple times, but really he just like gets rid of it. He doesn't yeah, even, he just gets it's rid like a of ton it. of money and he like, he burns it to keep himself warm in one scene, like millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, I was like, I kind of like that actually. It's kind of funny because normally it's always be a thing like, oh, you got to hang on to the money and like, well, the fact that no one can like. Like, none of the three of them give a shit about the money at all. There's not even, a, like, a hesitation. Yeah, there's no, like, uh, one of them isn't doesn't think about turning on the others or anything or like that. Like, oh, or just like, oh, I'm like, going to hey, keep some. we could some. slip some in our pockets. Yeah. yeah. Or at the end, they're like, you know, I got enough money to yeah, build right. a bigger whatever. A joke, yeah, yeah. You know, and then they're like, he opens his jacket and is like, oh, shit. Could build it. We can do a much better job with the... <laughs> Rescue team now. Yeah, we can get better gear or something. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to need another helicopter anyway. <laughs> and, and then Al's like, how is that going to bring back my girlfriend? Or Mike. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so then after that initial sequence, they think Stallone is dead for a little while. Yeah. Um, and they're making Michael Rooker take them on to where the next case is supposed to be. Stallone gets there first. Um this is the one he somehow ends up meeting up with his girlfriend because Mike flies them up the mountain to try to help because they haven't been responding to the radio calls and all that stuff. Yeah. And she's like, um, drop me off at, I don't know, some, some, it's some like minor shack shack there. Yeah. That they use as a museum. Stallone meanwhile has gotten there, but he has like no shirt or anything. So he's freezing. Yeah. He's freezing. Gets over that real quick. I thought we were going to get like a sex scene by a fire or something. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, gotta warm, gotta oh, warm me up. Oh, uh, I'm going to have to warm you up. Like then they have to like get naked because yeah. you gotta go skin. Gotta to skin. go skin to skin. Yeah. Right. I, I bet you there was a scene. That I they, mean, I've watched enough of these <laughs> movies. <laughs> they cut one out. I mean, too bad it wasn't the Anna Nicole Smith. That definitely would have been the scene right there. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, you know, also, I got to say, we've been getting a lot of uh, a lot of likes on our skyscraper post on Instagram. Oh, is it I titillating? What, I don't know what it says about the, those perverts out there on Instagram, but, mm. uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> sleazebags. I uh, mean, they like what they like. They so. like what they like. No judgment. <laughs> no judgment whatsoever. Um, some people's kink is watching Anna Nicole Smith movies. So yeah. That's fine. Some people, it's gore. <laughs> uh so then we have another action scene there where I think this is where, yeah, Gregory Scott Cummins character, he goes to, uh, he's going to, sh- he's got a, a, like a night vision thing. He's trying to shoot Stallone and the girl. Right. Uh, he, Stallone pops up and shoots a flare, flare like him. in his eyes with the night vision on. So it kind of blinds him and then he tackles him and they go sliding. I thought that was a fun sequence. They go sliding down 
that hill at like top speed and they're like having a fight while they are flying down the, the ice on that uh yeah on that slope that was fun yeah um and then he manages of course to use his like climbing hook or yep. hammer thing or whatever to hook himself in and the other guy goes flying off uh in, into the darkness uh, but I like that when he's like pushing his face into the ice and he's like gets all the bloody scrapes on his face and stuff. Yeah, I like that. Uh, that's a fun bit. Um, and then what does he do from there? He like he this is when he has the second case of money that they burn in a cave to stay warm. Yeah, they burn the case in a cave. Then I'm not really sure. I think it's. Is this when they have the thing with Leon where he like they come out of the top of that cave still still on like climbs up in the next day? Oh, I think so. I think they're trying to beat them to a certain spot. Yeah. And then, yeah, they have that the whole thing where he, like, spikes them in the cave. Yeah, that that is a great kill. That's a great kill. Uh, That whole scene is really fun. Like, he fires down the hole at Stallone. He drops down into the thing. It looks good when he falls and, like, kind of hits the walls a bit and stuff. Um, And then he comes down, and he's actually getting the upper hand. He's beating Stallone up pretty good. And again, I guess, you know, we're supposed to think, you know, Stallone, sure, he's a really good shape muscle guy, but he's not like, he's not like a trained fighter. He's not a cop or anything in this movie. No, he's a wuss. Yeah, he's kind of a wuss. Except he's strong physically. So then that's the great kill. That's why that kill makes the most sense. He doesn't beat him with his fists or with fighting style or anything. He... Yeah, body, he basically picks him up like he's going to do a, like a body slam and then like... Yeah, he ice picks him. Yeah, puts him on the stalactites or whatever on the on the roof. Pretty great. And someone's going to be great. like, they're stalagmites. I can't remember which is which, guys. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great kill. And there's a few good kills in this movie, I got to say. There's a few. I mean, yeah, so you have that. Uh, I think after that, they have that little bridge that blows up yeah well first they they blow up the cave and uh stallone and her have to get out of there right right uh they've already like wired it to blow and he's even telling leon like just leave it like leave him alone oh i forgot about the fucking 90s stoner guys that are on the mountain yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) those guys are the best those guys are the best (laughs) it's like two like poly shore types yeah they're awesome that are hanging out on the mountain they've been like base jumping like they climb up the mountain and then they jump off and parachute down and stuff um they they're up there they run into hal and he howls with all the bad guys and they're like hey hal what's going on man what's up dude yeah what's <laughs> up man you got stuck on the mountain overnight bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then the one get so the one dies and then the one he gets shot and then the other guy manages to get all his gear on and jump off the cliff yeah he manages to parachute down but then he gets kind of fucked up yeah he like lands in a tree and then some wolves come <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so mike and mike comes and like chases the wolves away uh, i mean it's kind of cheesy but do, do we see we don't see that guy again after that do we i kind of thought he would no. factor in somehow again but he doesn't he, no he never shows up which is too bad because these two tubular dudes were pretty good. <laughs> They're pretty gnarly. They should have thrown an ad for like Pop Tarts or like. Oh, fuck yeah. What were those yogurt tube things in the 90s where you would squeeze the oh. yogurt, yogo, go, yogo or some shit? Yogo like that. or yo play or I don't yeah. know. I think yogo, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Uh. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know where we're at. Like, I think we're at the third case. Stallone, there, there yeah, well, is because he burns. The, okay, they use the money from the second one as a fire to stay warm in the cave. Yeah, 
and then he gets to the third one. Um, we see a bunch of conflict between the bad guys. Like ever since it all went wrong in the plane, John Lithgow and the Treasury dude have been like back and forth at each other, and the Treasury dude's been hanging on to the um, the, the transmitter. Li- yeah, the transmitter, and he's only he knows the code because he knows or that the receiver. If he gives it to Lithgow, Lithgow's just gonna kill him. So he's that's like his bartering stuff. Um, that's when Lithgow is like kills his girlfriend just to show like how committed he is. And then he's like, now I'm the only one who can fly the helicopter. Right. Because uh, at that point they tricked Mike. They killed Mike. And, yeah, they killed and Mike. They, the helicopter is in their possession now. Um, and yeah, and then Stallone, they have to do that thing where they swing on a rope and it almost breaks to get over to the other part of the cliff. Like it's, fu- it's actually fun action sequence stuff. I think... <sighs> Something about I think it, if it wasn't Stallone, if it was somebody else, I think it would maybe work a lot better for me. I don't know who though. Like at the time, yeah, I know. I I don't know either. I just don't. It's something about Stallone the way he plays this character doesn't really work. Like I'm pretty sure, like that, the whole like half of the movie he has no shirt on basically. Yeah, because <laughs> they have to show his muscles. Of course. But, like, practical-wise, it just doesn't make any sense. He'd be freezing. Yeah, but I didn't even care about that. I think it's the way, something about the way this character was written, like we were talking about at the beginning, about how he, he's kind of, like, he got seems like the, kind of dopey. And yeah, like, he's got the personality of a fucking, like, bored. Like, yeah. Just like a... Like, like you think about how much character, like, Rocky has, or or even John Rambo, who is stoic, but still sort of you understand who the character is. Yeah. With this, I'm like, I don't know, like, who is this guy? Like, he's a guy that, Maybe you know, this is just what climbers are like. <laughs> yeah, it's really accurate. <laughs> I mean, he's this guy who, you know, he was involved with this traumatic accident, and sure, that's that's heavy, but it doesn't work as, like, an action hero thing where we want him to be... I mean, he just becomes the action hero for the rest of the movie, but it doesn't really make sense that he would... Like in no, it just it just it, it is because it is because it's a I Stallone mean, movie, so that's what has to happen. Yeah, from the beginning, you know that he is the best. Right, right. He's the best climber. He's the best climber. So they kind of lay like, that out at the but beginning. But Michael Rooker's character is way more interesting and way more likable and one hundred percent cool. <laughs> like I don't know, but like that's the thing. I think the death at the beginning that's supposed to be the thing that he has to overcome. But throughout the movie, it there is no like him really wrestling with that. Other yeah, than once, once they've had that conversation, it's just like he's too busy going through all these set pieces. Which the set pieces themselves, like I say, yeah, they're good. They're really well done. I yeah. think Rennie Harlan definitely had a flair for action. It's oh not, yeah, there's no doubt. Um, he does a great job with this stuff, and you know these are expensive, big stunt uh, set pieces, so they're yeah. a lot of fun. Um, and you get more of an adventure element in this movie than you do in a lot of, like, you know, most movies about action films about a hijacking or a terrorist or whatever gone wrong. You don't necessarily get the adventure element of got to swing on a rope. We got to, you know, slide down a hill and hook on. We got to, you know, like it, it gets a little in if it was Indiana Jones in the snow kind of thing at at times in terms of. 
you know, I don't know, some of those types of action set pieces that you wouldn't necessarily see in a diehard or a lethal weapon. Nobody's swinging on a rope or anything, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I do appreciate all that stuff. I think that's what makes the movie work for me. But I just I just don't get the Stallone character. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really get it either. But at some point, you just got to accept it, Dustin. Yes, you just got to go with it. <laughs> People um, are like, why, we, why do you care about that? <laughs> just watch Sloan kill people. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I did read that there was a scene where Stallone like, jumps off one cliff to another. Yeah, And right. it was like... They cut it out. They cut it out. Stallone put in another 100K to reshoot that. Yeah. He, or he, something. You gotta give him up. One thing for Stallone, we know he always tries to have a real hand in the production of the films. Yeah. For better or worse. Because they had like a sneak peek uh, preview and I guess people laughed. Right. Because it was too ridiculous. Because it was too over the top. Yeah. Uh, And there is a scene where he does do a big jump, but it doesn't, it's not like that as crazy. It's not as crazy. I don't know. I would have rather seen the crazy jump. So would I. I mean, I also would have rather seen when he's like fighting that guy down the hill. Mm-hmm. Where at some point he kind of rides him like a sleigh, <laughs> where he like curls his hands back. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's the other thing. In this movie, we only get one real um, one liner, and it's at the end, the very end fight where he has with John Lithgow. Um, oh well, he does say a line when he's burning the money, doesn't he? Oh yeah, he does have some kind of cheesy line. But I mean, for the kills, there isn't any one of those. Oh class, there's yeah, really yeah. classic lines. Like he could have totally had a classic line when he. Stuck the guy on the stalactites or stalagmites, whichever it is. Um, yeah. But I guess it's, they're thinking it's the 90s. We can't do that kind of thing anymore. It's That's too cheesy. That's 80s cheese or something. Oh, come on. <laughs> I know. I would have rather had the lines. Yeah. Um, it is still fun when he does that jump, that big jump down into like the tree on the cliffside or whatever. Um but yeah, it would have been cool to see like one of those like sort of arms and legs kicking as you're free falling on yeah. a big leap, and then kind of. I don't understand why it had to be unrealistic though. It could have been, you know, it's from it's if you're going down and it's you're down across to a cliff on the other side or something. They could totally have pulled that off. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. At you're gonna have to help me because at the end here, like I don't. Okay, so. Um, the the treasury guy he's like okay i'm going to look for the last case john lithgow's going to stay with the helicopter yeah and the english guy goes and he's going to he's going to finish off michael rooker he's going to kill him on the cliff right michael rooker uh he's like kicking him like he's he's saying about how he used to be a oh, soccer yeah, he's player a soccer player a striker and he's doing this whole bit of like <laughs> Which I calling fa- a game. I thought it was so cheesy. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> the striker lines up. He's got him in his sights. <laughs> Which is funny because you just said like, well, this is the nineties. You know, you yeah. can't do these cheesy things. Well, <laughs> well, they fucking did it. Well, it is cheesy, but it's like at the time I think they thought um, we like need to move was... away from the eighties thing or whatever. But this, yeah, this felt pretty, yeah. pretty cheese. Um, but I did like it. I thought it was fun. And then I he, thought it was fun. He kicks Rooker off the cliff, but he's hanging on by a hand. And then he pulls that knife out that he got off of Mike and slashes the guy. And then he's able to steal his shotgun and like blast him off the cliff. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Uh, and then meanwhile, Stallone is running away. He's got the last money case. <laughs> the guy comes and he finds the the transponder is like on, right. a, on a bunny. And Stallone put it on a bunny. 
Oh yeah, they had to pay to change that scene too because I guess originally the guy blows the rabbit away and the audience hated it. They're like, oh, oh man, just lost me. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, they had to show the rabbit surviving. Yeah, had to show the bunny make it. Uh, and then he goes after Stallone. He's like shooting after him. Stallone goes under that another weird. There's a whole lot of bridges up on these mountains. I gotta say, yeah, rickety little bridges. Um, oh yeah, the ice. He's in the ice under the water. Right. He reaches up through the bridge and like pulls him, and then he's like firing down at Stallone under the ice, and then he's about to like kill him, but then Michael Rooker shows up and like blows him away with a shotgun. Some nice squibs there for that one. Yeah. And then um, you get the shot of him under the ice. Yeah. He's got to break out, dude. Imagine how fucking cold you would be. Oh man, he's still like shirtless for the rest yeah, of the film. I know. <laughs> just got to warm up here. Just give me a sec. <laughs> Ooh, that is that's icy. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it's like on a freezing mountain top under a ice pond, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm all right. I'll walk it off." <laughs> well, you get climbing, you know, you get warm pretty fast. Well, that's true. <laughs> Uh, what do they do with the last case? Oh, he goes to bargain with, with Lithgow because Lithgow's in the helicopter. Meanwhile, he's kidnapped the girlfriend. The girlfriend now, yep. Uh, she thought it was Mike, so she was waving and he picks her up. I don't know how he, he gets her at gunpoint from a helicopter that he's flying where he like points his pistol at her and is like, get in. <laughs> She's like, puts her hands up like, oh, you got me. It seems like it would be really easy to get away. I don't know. She's just... Froze, I guess. Froze up. <laughs> so he's got now. It's like one bargaining chip versus the other. Um, but he's like Stallone's like, oh, I'm not giving you the money till you let her down off the helicopter. And then once she's down, he tells her to run. Yeah, she's and then like, there's like a thing with uh, I don't know. It's like some rebar that's like I don't know what that is. Like an old. It's like an old ladder. But ladder, yeah. I, I don't know why it's there. Uh, but it's like attached to this rebar stuff that he. Hooks the helicopter to. Um, yeah. Then he throws the money into the fucking propeller, like the blades. Right, right, yes. And he's like, my money! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is so funny to think that, like, little by little, they lost their millions and millions of dollars throughout the, it's so the stupid. course of the film. It's so stupid. This was the last of it that he could have gotten. We got such a weak ex- explanation, too, of, like, what he, like... Because at the beginning, the guys are like, oh, yeah, these are out of circulation. You can't like you can't go use these because it'll show up like, you know, that these are non, you know. Yeah. The Treasury guy's like, there's no way you can use this. You can't use this. But then they're like, well, then the FBI is like only one man. Yeah. Only one man can do it. This guy, former intelligence officer. It's always like a former intelligence person who's gone rogue. And John Lithgow. What was he going to do with it? I never really was clear on that. Yeah, they don't explain it. It, Just for some reason he knows he can use it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you could go and use it, like, I don't know, in some deal in some other country that they don't know about. But then how are they going to spend it? Well, they're not. They're going to find out it's fucking fake, but not until it's too late. Yeah, (laughs) I guess. I guess. I don't know. Anyway. uh, The helicopter goes down, and then they end up fighting... Uh, on the upside down. On the upside down. I thought that was pretty cool. That's pretty I thought fun. that was cool, except for it's what, hanging there. It's kind of Mission Impossible. What distracted me from it is to the right, you can see the safety strap that's connected to the helicopter that's keeping it secured to the wall, <laughs> and then they put like this like fabric over the strap, thinking that that would notice. cover it. <laughs> 
And I'm like, it's right there. Yeah, it's there, guys. <laughs> it's right there. They couldn't edit that shit out of there. Like, I guess not. Didn't CG have the it? didn't have the CG capabilities. I guess to do that at the time. I did read that Rennie Harlan um, a couple times complained about seeing safety lines while he was shooting the movie, and so then the climber stunt climbers would just like redo the scene without line safety lines and stuff. Yeah. I don't think you can get away with that shit now. No, there was a lot of stuff that was like pretty crazy with the rock climbing, um, like the free climbing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty nuts. Like, I mean, you watch now to make a film like this. (laughs) I mean, you watch now you watch like YouTube videos and shit and you see these guys and the crazy shit they do. You also hear about them dying all the time. Yeah. They have, if if people, I think it is like, if you, if you're into that, like free solo stuff, uh, you know, on a long enough timeline, you're just going to die at some point. Right. It's like those guys in those squirrel suits. (laughs) You know, those guys was like the flying squirrel thing or something. Yeah. It's like they, they're like, uh, base jumping. Yeah. And they have these suits, right? That they like glide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they they glide, but they come so fucking close to the cliff sides, to cliff and sides yeah. and stuff like that. And eventually, you just go fucking splat. Yeah. Yeah. What a way to go. I mean. I mean, you're dead instantly. I guess. You just you die doing what you loved, flying like a squirrel. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's better saying that the than saying like. Is- crazy you know he died doing what he loves working at the grocery store (laughs) masturbating on the toilet (laughs) (laughs) he was really into efficiency really two things done at once (laughs) his boss said he only had so much time so he had to get two things done at once oh boy Um, the ceiling was never the same (laughs) god the smell in there <laughs> it's a certain combination I can never get out of my head. Cliffhanger to <laughs> uh, grocery oh. store bathroom. So, but on the cliff, on the cliff side, he's like fighting. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, what happens? Well, they're they're upside down. They're on the helicopter. Yeah, they're on the helicopter. F- Lithgow somehow is like a match for Stallone, which is funny. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> This supposedly well, he's ex CIA, right? Right. He's he's. I guess he's trained, and Stallone isn't. Yeah. Um. So he's he's putting up a good fight. Uh. Yeah. And this totally did remind me of a Mission Impossible sequence. I think there's something similar to this in the Fallout, actually, kind of. But uh, how does he get the advantage? He like kicks him over the edge, and he's and he has like the worst one-liner ever. Is like, remember, keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle. At all times. times. Oh, my God. Kicks him back, so he swings back inside the helicopter, and then he, like, jumps onto the the ladder just as it, like, unhooks and falls. And then uh, we got a pretty cheesy, like, falling sequence um, with Lithgow looking at the ground coming up, and then it blows up, and Stallone climbs back up the ladder, and... uh, then the radio guys on the CA just radio them and are like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, well, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, good. That's yeah, he says good. Good. All right. Cool. Okay. We'll pick you up shortly. Where's the money? The end. Yeah, they don't say anything about the money. Yeah. Well, I guess they don't care as long as it was destroyed. It was going to go out of circulation anyway, right? I guess. It wasn't. It was just a bunch of paper. Yeah. I don't understand. Why can't they just like... 
put it through a shredder or fucking burn it. Just or fucking burn it right there. <laughs> something. This isn't the burning facility. We needed, yeah, we needed Stallone to do it for us. He burned that money <laughs> good. Uh, I, I noticed that Stallone has a writing credit on this film. Uh, of course he does. <laughs> There's one other writer. Um, interestingly, did you read that stuff about how like the guy that they bought the the script from? Um, then they ended up getting sued by these two other guys who said like it was actually their idea and this guy like stole it from them. Oh no, I didn't thing. read that. So they ended up having to also pay these other guys and in the credits at the opening there was like with a story idea by so and so because this other guy had come up with the idea. Another guy I guess started writing it and then somehow this third guy is the one who wrote a script that he sold to uh, Trimark or whichever studio it was that did yeah, this Yeah, it was film. Trimark. Yeah. So, or TriStar. TriStar, yeah. So they had to uh, pay all three of these guys, I guess, in in retrospect. Okay. Um, it was interesting reading about some of the developing things, because before they made, were making this movie, Stallone and Rennie Harlan had started working on this like modern-day pirate movie where Stallone would have to stop these p- modern-day pirates during a hurricane. A movie called Gale Force and like whoa, I never heard this. Yeah, they were developing this and it f- it fell through because studio thought it was going to be too expensive. Then they ended up spending like I can't remember now what it was, but it was like yeah. seventy million or something on this movie. Um, I did hear about the sequel they wrote for this, which was going to be called The Dam. Yeah, which was again. like Die Hard in a Dam, right? With Stallone again, but it didn't didn't get past like the early development. Yeah, and that stage. was in 94 and Stallone tried to resurrect it in 2008. Yeah. That would have been interesting. That would have been Cuz that yeah. was that would have been that's like more into the Expendables era, right? When the Expendables yeah. movies were starting. Um so yeah, that would have been intriguing to see. It's kind of like how we heard about like Van Damme trying to make like Double Impact 2 and Lionheart 2 like way, way later. Yeah. Um, like, oh, let's revisit those movies, early movies that were like successes. I don't understand me. why, though, they're they're not able to succeed in resurrecting these. Because nowadays they're just like, oh, wait, this movie existed, you know, in the <laughs> 80s or 90s. Perfect. We'll make a sequel. We'll just get butts in the seats or we'll get viewings on some subscription i think they got to do some math and be like because yeah you do see it happening a lot and or or things getting remade or whatever but like i think they go okay well cliffhanger doesn't have the same cachet that rambo has so yeah we'll make another rambo movie but we don't care to make another we're not going to invest a bunch of money in making another cliffhanger movie because that's not a guaranteed smash hit no i i understand that but like they make Cyborg fucking 11 or whatever. Right, but that's made for a much lower budget by a studio that, that only makes those kind of movies. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess. If like if they're trying to make a movie that's going to be in the theaters, then okay, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I get and it. And of course now that the market is hugely different. Well, and I don't think Stallone is really interested in making movies that go directly to streaming. I don't think he does no. those. Well, he, he had that... The Amazon Prime TV series just last year where he's like a gangster, Oklahoma something. Yeah, I, I know, but that um, was more Tulsa of King. That was more of a, a mainstream show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm talking about these movies that like yeah, he hasn't made like a John st- Cusack is in now. Right, right. You he know? hasn't done a straight to streaming or straight to on demand type movie yet that I know of. Like or Bruce Willis was doing a ton of those. Yeah, he right? was doing a ton of those. Um 
Yeah, we haven't seen Stallone do that. That's that is interesting. And and I saw a trailer for Expendables four when I was at the movies not too long ago. And it's going to be so, R rated. Uh, Nick, if you're listening, Nick, yeah, fucking. Fifty cents in this one, bud. We're gonna. Oh sweet. <laughs> oh, and uh, Eco Oase from uh, the Raid and Tony Jaw are in this one. Yeah, well, they're definitely not going to get to utilize. I their saw skills. I saw some martial arts going on in the trailer. Dustin, do not <laughs> don't, tempt don't, me. Don't don't fall for this. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to do it one way you're, or the other. You're getting me excited for it, okay? We're going to have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I had fun with this. Um, it, it was much, certainly much better than I remembered it being. I think like, I think a lot of it is the nature of these set pieces and how much work gets put into them um, and like the stunt work and stuff. I think it's really fun action-wise. I don't think it's the best... Um, like the plot itself is fine. Like uh, the idea of these guys losing the cases and having to find them on the mountain, I think is a good idea. Uh, I think simple it's, enough, it, I guess. Yeah. And, and like whatever you need, the to. Michael Rooker stuff works for me. It's just really more Stallone and his, his relationships that don't really feel like they make sense. Well, I think I read that he partly took on this role to get over his fear of heights so yeah. maybe it was what we see is just him oh, dealing yeah. with his He's fear of heights. He's just actually being terrified through the whole shoot, maybe. So maybe that's just all. It could be. I heard uh, Rennie Harlan was like, when they first started shooting, was like, yeah, no, I totally trust this equipment. And he like hooked himself up and then like jumped off uh, a cliff to like hang from something or whatever. Oh, okay. And it was just, to, I think just to show the crew and everybody like, hey, like I'm all, I'm all bought in on this. So let's, let's go. Which I think that's great as the director, you know, you sell it right away to everyone else. Like, yeah, no, we're good, man. We're safe. We're director dies on day one yeah, of filming. Day one of <laughs> new director needed for a cliffhanger project. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think this is um, amazing. I think like I've, I've listened to a lot of people in the last few years, I think that were like, oh, cliffhanger fucking rules. And I do think it's fun. I do think there's some really good kills in this, especially for a 90s movie, because by this time we were sort of transitioning into a bit more watered down on the violence level, I feel, from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, but Always a mistake. Always a mistake. And so I do think it, it delivers on that level and the fun the fun action stuff. Um, I just don't, I don't like the main character all that much, which no. I think hurts it a bit. No. Um, yeah, I agree. Other, any other thoughts on? Uh, no, I would say it's pretty mediocre. I honestly, you know, there's a lot of action, but I, I almost feel, for whatever reason, like I wouldn't even consider this an action movie for some <laughs> reason. Weird. Which is really weird because would you consider it. I don't know. It's like a drama, a, a about thriller, a thriller. I guess. Well, yeah, it's a it's a thriller. Um, but like when I think of action movies, I don't think I would ever come up with this movie for some reason. Yeah, like honestly, I completely forgot about it until you picked it, right? Yeah. And like I said at the beginning, when I think of this movie, I just think Ace Ventura. But I mean, it has all the it has all these big action movie things it's got stallone it's got explosions it doesn't got, have a car it's chase it's got gunfights it's got <laughs> jumping off of cliffs and helicopters crashing they needed to have a snowmobile chase it's got cheesy henchmen and you know all that stuff it does have all this stuff <sighs> that's right but it it doesn't 
really have those cheesy one-liners. It yeah, doesn't. Just a couple. It doesn't have. Um, yeah, I think it's just like the Stallone's performance is just so sort of subdued for him, lacking that it just. I don't really understand his motivation. Like in even any think of this. about. I don't know, like think about him in Demolition Man. Like he always has more personality than what he has in this. Like in this, I guess maybe he was going for a different type of character than what he normally played, but it wasn't super fun to watch his character. No, I mean, Demolition Man, he says like stupid shit all the time in yeah, Demolition Man. Yeah, but it's Man. funny. <laughs> but it's funny. Yeah, yeah like that's what I want to see. I guess he was just trying to do more of a serious, uh, someone who's like troubled and dealing with, the fact that right. some woman died i i don't know some woman ouch some sorry <laughs> some some woman her and her teddy bear her and fell in, oh yeah their, the fucking teddy bear <laughs> from 4000 feet in the air yeah, you know i don't want to i don't want to call her like uh like a victim but like mm-hmm. a burn victim but <laughs> burn victim. a fall victim a fall victim like <laughs> Uh, all right well let's get to the ratings okay see what we got what do you what do you get james uh so my reaction six uh overall ends up being a 5.6 my lowest score was pacing at four yeah so kills in action i did give it a seven um because there is a lot of action there's a lot of sequences like you were saying um and the plot's enough i guess um but the quotes and tropes, I just don't... I thought there were some funny lines. Mostly from the bad guys, though, not from Stallone. I don't know. There wasn't... Like, an... Leon had a couple funny lines. Yeah, there just wasn't enough. And I feel like there wasn't enough tropes either. Like, it was kind of... Like, I like the, I like the idea. The concept is great. It's like, okay, we're going to do this on a fucking cliff. Yeah, it's a, you it's know? a really but cool like, place to have... I, I just don't know. Yeah. I, I would be curious. It it would be it's fun to imagine like, okay, I could never see Arnold Schwarzenegger doing this role. No, yeah. Right. Uh I I could see a hilarious Steven Seagal version of this. Oh man. It would be like the way that he climbed that mountain in Under Siege Two on the Oh hell cliff. yeah. Hell yeah. I just think it would be hilarious. Um I maybe could see a Chuck Norris. Yeah. Maybe. I'm trying to think who else would have fit this role at the time. I mean, I could actually, it would have been really bumped up if it was Bruce Willis. That's true. He would have had way more like attitude and snarky things to say while he was having this adventure. Yeah. Um, You know, and he was small enough that you could buy him as a guy that could climb up these cliffs and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. I mean, maybe I don't buy him as like a rescue guy, but if he reworked it just a little bit, I think he would have been way more fun in this part. I think it would have been really weird to see him like as a cop in Die Hard, but then all of a sudden he's like a, a nerd climber. Well, that's what like, I'm saying. You'd have to, you'd have to be... tweak the script a little bit to make it more Willis appropriate. And but... yeah, climbers and nerds. <laughs> yeah, we said it. <laughs> Come at us, climbers. It's just because my physique is weak. <laughs> I'm not making it up one step on that wall. <laughs> and I wouldn't last Those at walls all. that you can go to. <laughs> yeah. 
my kids climb up those walls no problem and mm-hmm. i'm like fuck i'll just stay down here <laughs> daddy's deaf good on the ground <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so 5.6 overall, I mean, that's pretty mid for me. Pretty mid. Uh, so, yeah, my reaction is a 6, and my overall is a 6.2, so I'm a little higher than you. Um, I had a reasonably fun time with it. I think because I went in with low expectations of remembering not liking it from back in the day. I think at that time I was, like, a jaded, uh, er, you know, early teen where I was like, I've seen all of the action movies. This, what is this shit? <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah, also yeah. not being a big, the biggest Stallone guy. So, right. Um, but yeah, I think it is, I think it is a fun movie. I don't think it's one of Stallone's very best or anything like that, but, uh, I think you, like if you're on watching cable and it's on, it's definitely a good time. It's worth yeah. watching. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's the overall score 5.9. So that's tied at 124 with The Last Boy Scout. Ooh, man, we rated The Last Boy Scout low. Yeah. Uh, Conan the Barbarian. You, you bastards. <laughs> Movie's awesome. Uh, that, um, that's pretty... It should be a little lower, actually. And uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo. Oh, another movie that's actually a lot of fun. Yeah. That movie's a lot of fun. Yeah. So I, I would put it behind all these. I, th- I agree. I think I'd have to go behind these. Um, yeah, Last Boy Scout is one of those ones that we still need to redo because that was uh, one of the ones that never came out. But uh, we'll get to it soon. And uh, so that puts it at new number 127, just in front of One Tough Bastard. Oh. Which, that's a fun fucking that movie. That is a fun movie. Uh, the Italian Connection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Expendables 2. Okay. And Broken Arrow. <laughs> I'm just going to go down the whole <laughs> just list. Let's go down the list from here on. Okay. <laughs> it's ahead of this and this. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's where it lives now. And <laughs> forever and always. Forever and always. That's, that's where it cliffhanger lives. Cliffhanger is the 127th best until it gets bumped down the list <laughs> by other movies. It will slowly move its <laughs> yeah, way move down. It down. Uh, yeah, but anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, if you want to check us out on Instagram, I'm hanging out on there. Uh, Action Action Podcast. We're on Letterboxd. That's where the list lives. Check us out also on Patreon if you want to sign up and uh, you can get us to watch movies of your choosing. We just did Skyscraper not too long ago, and uh, and uh, once a month we do a Patreon pick, so can get in and be part of that fun and uh what else we're on facebook but who cares you fuck facebook <laughs> even though instagram's owned by facebook yeah and be sure to check out the bfop network check out return revenge resurrection uh, yeah dustin's on there i'm on there <laughs> so that's why you gotta do it bringing down that podcast <laughs> yeah i gotta i gotta taint enough of these podcasts <laughs> <laughs> bring them down to my level yeah exactly all right thanks a lot and we'll catch you soon Guys, guys.